chapter 10. We're going to look into the word of the Lord this morning. Beginning with the 30th verse. What if we could just lift our hands one more time across this house. Thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his peace and his presence. Oh God, thank you for breaking the chains. Thank you for breaking the chains, God. Thank you for breaking the chains, God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad to see the Aaron Williams family here from Indianapolis, Indiana. God bless you, brother and sister Aaron Williams. Could we give them a great big hand? We love this family very much. Two of the coolest people I know are named Aaron Williams. And they're both in the house of God today. And they're friends with each other. And I thank God for that. We love this family and love this great church that they represent. And uh, the deep heritage that, that they have. And uh, God is using this wonderful man of God in a great way. We honor you and thank you for it. Uh, all that God is doing through you. And uh, we love and honor you today and your family and it's so good to see the Van Slyke family here from Indianapolis. And Katie Rankin, God bless our cousin. Amen. So thankful that you have come to be with us today. And all of our guests, let's give all of our guests a great big hand clap. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you, precious Jesus. From the gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter, the 30th verse, Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. I want to read that again. By chance, by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, just like the priest came down by chance, likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samarian, Samaritan, as he journeyed, everybody say journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, set him on his own beast, and brought to him, brought him to an inn, and took care of him, and on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And the certain lawyer said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Go and do thou likewise. I want to preach to you this morning just on the subject, The Journey of a Healer. The journey of a healer. Hallelujah. Could we just lift our voices in prayer today? God, we love you and thank you for your great grace that you show unto us. Lord, we honor you and praise your name in this house. I pray, God, that your word would go forth. Hallelujah. Let your word go forth. Let your word go forth and heal in Jesus' name. Let your word go forth and deliver and set free, I pray, in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus. Lord, have your way in this house. Glory, 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 hallelujah. I pray for an anointing as the word of God is preached, as the word of God is heard and received, I pray for an anointing. Lord, we love you today and give you all praise and glory. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord.
I want you to please remember in prayer Pastor and First Lady Jackson today as they grieve the loss, the tragic loss of their son, Hayden Jackson. A young man that was mightily gifted. They called him Maestro Hayden Jackson. And I want you to remember the Jackson family in prayer. I want you to remember today families associated with the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Violence all throughout the land. God help us all. We're going to be sending a message of love and support from the Tree of Life Church to the Tree of Life Synagogue. I want Jesus to be magnified. I want Jesus to be glorified. You know why we are Tree of Life Church. We are Tree of Life Church because God has raised us up. He has raised us up from wherever it is that we may have been or whatever it is we have have gone through. He has raised us up for the purpose of healing people, healing nations. Healing relationships, healing hearts. I can remember the words of the Lord Jesus when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath anointed me to set at liberty them that are bruised. He hath anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted. He hath anointed me to, to preach deliverance to the captive. The opening of eyes and sight to the blind. Jesus is the fulfillment of this prophecy. And we are the fulfillment of the work that Jesus came to do. And it is my desire that that people who come into contact with the tree of life. Church will come into contact with the healing power they need. For their soul, for their mind, for their body, for their spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there's a reason why we exalt the word of God at Tree of Life Church. There's a reason why we magnify the word of God. Why we declare it, speak it, teach it, and share it, and and minister it to whosoever will. There's a reason why we... Plead the blood of Jesus. There's a reason why we declare the healing power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a reason why we talk about the cross. And we preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. There's a reason why we unabashedly preach and practice the outpouring, the infilling, the indwelling. The leadership of, the comfort of the Holy Ghost. There's a reason why we exalt the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord that is a strong tower. The reason for all of that is because we are here to heal people. We're here to preach not opinion, not personal preferences. Not conjecture, not speculation, not, not what is the latest trend, but, but to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just, I want somebody to know today that the gospel can do what nothing else can do. I want somebody to know today that the blood of Jesus can, can go into places and minister to, to the nuances of a, of a man or a woman's spirit like, like nothing else can. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There is power in the blood. Would you or evil of victory win? There is power in the blood. There is power, power. And in case you don't know what kind of power I'm talking about, let me tell you what kind of power I'm talking about. Wonder-working power.
power in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And we're going to preach it, and we're going to sing it, and we're going to teach it, and we're going to pray it, and God help us, we're going to live it. God help us, we're going to example it. God help us, we're going to, 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 to live it out as we minister to people. Let the Holy Ghost come through us, oh God. Hallelujah. There is no depth to which a person may have fallen that God cannot reach down. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up and turn them around. and Place their feet on a solid ground. You cannot give me a set of circumstances so complex that God cannot reach into those circumstances. You say, well, you don't, you don't know my, my family, pastor. You don't know my friends, pastor. You don't know my marriage, pastor. You don't know me, pastor. It doesn't matter about who or what or when or where. I'm talking about the Lamb of God, which taken away the sins of the world. <laughs> Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is too hard for him. It might take a little while. And there might be a process involved. Because at every turn of the road, there will be a need for a surrender of the will. But the Holy Ghost just has this way. I don't know how to describe it. But the Holy Ghost has this way of ministering to the heart, the mind, the soul, the spirit, the body of an individual. Until there is a a sweet surrender to the things of God. It is the desire of God and it is our desire that people be healed. That people be saved. And that not only, not only uh, healed, but, but healed thoroughly. Healed dramatically. Healed powerfully, diligently, deeply healed. Hallelujah. Healed until they forgive things they never dreamed they'd be able to forgive. Healed until they are, are able to, to, to speak the truth in the love of God. Healed until, until the broken parts are made whole. Healed until the mind is, is soothed and satisfied by the, the balm of Gilead, as the Bible would call it, and, and healed. So healed that they operate in the gift of healing. So healed that when they... Come upon an individual who is broken like they were broken. Or beyond where they were broken. That they do not look on that situation as impossible. Because they draw on the the resource of their own testimony. To understand, I remember when somebody said I wouldn't make it. I remember when somebody said that I had no hope. But God who is rich. In mercy. But God who is full of loving kindness. Tender mercies. Whose grace is sufficient for me. Reach way, 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 way down deep. Hallelujah. Into the muck and into the mire. Into the brokenness of my circumstances. And lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me I'm talking about healed people I'm talking about a warrior of healing I'm talking about an army of healers I'm talking about people who come up out of their circumstances and dust themselves off covered by the blood of the Lamb of God filled with the Holy Ghost and they don't just speak in tongues but they speak in love I'm talking about people who praise Him and let His praises show forth. I'm talking about somebody where folks can run to and find shelter, that can find shade, that can find refuge. Healers. Healers. Because you've been healed by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Do we have work to do? Yes, we have work to do. But we're going to do the work that is necessary. Do we have 
Do we have to improve? Yes, we have to improve. But we're going to make the improvements that are necessary. We don't have a lot of time. Contrary to what some may think, we don't have a lot of time. We have to work while it is yet day. We have to put our shoulder to the plow and not look back. We have to be serious about kingdom business. Even while I'm preaching right now, there's somebody in this house broken and battered and confused and tormented. But I want you to know you're in the right place. You're in a tree of life today where there is healing. Hallelujah. Where there is healing. Hallelujah. Where there is healing. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. The scripture that we read is one of the most most just potent passages of scripture. Jesus is teaching about loving neighbors. And this lawyer just pipes up in the middle of his teaching and says, Hey, I got a question. You talk about this neighbor. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus begins to explain to him that a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And while he made this trip from Jerusalem to Jericho, he fell among thieves. He was stripped of his raiment. He was robbed and left destitute. And a certain priest, we don't know what kind of priest. We don't know what religion this priest was. But we know a certain priest, the scripture says, by chance, walked by this man. That's an important word, by chance. It's a scary word. And it's not used a lot in the Bible. Very few times does the word chance even enter the scriptures. But but here is a moment where the word chance and the concept of chance is made known to us. A certain priest of a certain religion, we don't even know. What kind of faith he was. He walked by this man. The Bible says that the man was stripped of his raiment. He was beaten and he was left half dead. That means he was half dead and he was half alive. I'm going to tell you the people that we run into in this world. They're half dead. but They're half alive. They're they're, they're at a crossroads. They can go one way or the other. They can slip into unconsciousness or they can slip into everlasting life. Hallelujah. This certain priest by chance walked by this man who was left half dead. And the Bible says that he walked right on by. Likewise, a Levite. Now we know what the Levite represented and we know what the Levite was supposed to have have understood from the book of Leviticus. The Levite saw the same man. And likewise, just like the certain priest, he saw him and he walked right by. Levite, certain priest, religious construct. Let me explain, ladies and gentlemen, that the religious constructs of our society cannot meet the needs of those who are half dead. What we offer people is not religion. What we offer people is the hope that is in the gospel of our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. What we offer people is not just another religious experience. We're not not preaching a religion. We're preaching the gospel. We're not preaching some kind of a neat idea and a set of of expectations that that we have developed. No, no, no. We are preaching the miraculous moment where God himself was manifest in the flesh and took upon himself the form of a man. Hallelujah. And lived the kind of life that every man and woman would have to live and tasted death for every man. That's, That's what we're preaching. We preach his blood. We preach his spirit. We preach his name. We preach his word. Then the Bible says that there was a Samaritan who as he journeyed passed by the man. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Went to him. Bound up his wounds. 
poured in wine, poured in oil, put him on his own beast, took him to an inn, made a way for him to, to live in the inn for the next few days. He said, I will be back after my journey and I will take care of him then. But in the meantime, you take good care of him. I want to talk to you about the difference between a chance encounter and a journey. See, the scripture doesn't mention chance a lot, but it does mention chance. In fact, the Bible says time and chance happeneth to every man. All of us have had encounters with this frightening word, chance. But the same Bible that talks about chance, and chance is a frightening word. Can you imagine the possibility that something could happen without rhyme and without reason? That something could develop because of the fact that there was a coincidental encounter. Or situation that arose or developed. We like to think, don't we, that everything is in order. That all of our steps have a purpose. But I want you to understand that's not reserved for everybody. That's reserved for those who follow him. See, there are a lot of people who have left their eternity to chance. There are a lot of people who have left their lives to chance. A lot of people who resist turning themselves over completely unto the Lord. They're leaving themselves open to the brutal effects of this thing called chance. Chance encounters with the enemy. Chance happenings that that don't make any sense at all. They don't realize when something develops and they think, why did this have to happen? Or why did that have to happen? They don't realize that they're operating outside the context of their steps being ordered of the Lord because they have chosen the sinful nature of chance. But I want you to know you don't have to live like that. The same Bible that talks about time and chance happening to every man tells me that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. The same Bible that tells me that the time and chance happeneth to every man is the same Bible that tells me that a man deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. The same Bible that tells me that time and chance happeneth to every man is the same Bible that tells me thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The same Bible that tells me time and chance happeneth to every man is the same Bible, ladies and gentlemen, that explained to me no evil shall befall thee and no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. Now that doesn't mean you won't encounter evil or that you won't encounter plague. What it means is that you will not encounter it outside the purpose of God. See, if you're going to live your life according to chance and haphazardly, we use that word haphazardly, chance is a, in its root, it it actually deals with the, the, the prefix hap. Happenstance, happening, or haphazard. It is haphazard living to just leave everything up to chance. That you're just going to live life and hope for the best. And well, it happens to all of us. No, 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 no. That's why Jesus came to his disciples and said, Take up your cross and follow me. I have a path that I can lead you down. That if you walk behind me and keep in step and don't lag behind and don't divert one way to the left or to the right, but follow me. I can let you know I'll lead you to life everlasting. I will rescue you from the ravages of chance encounters. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says we know, we know, not I know, we know that all things work together for the good. 
not to just anybody. See, we only quote half of that verse. Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good. Hallelujah, praise God, thank you, Jesus. That's not what it says. It says we know all things work together for the good to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. In other words, when you love God and have accepted the call to his purpose, when you follow Jesus Christ, you are not subject to the powers of chance. You are not subject to the powers of happenstance. No longer do things just get to enter your life and ravage your life because you are without covering or you are without direction. But if something enters your life now, it can only enter if it is in the will of God for your life. See, we know all things work together for the good to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. So if something enters my world, it is for my good because I have committed my way unto the Lord. Anything that develops, anything that arises, I will not fear for the Lord is with me. This is not a chance encounter. If it's a lion that crosses my path, if it's a bear that crosses my path, if it's a giant who enters my battlefield, it is not a chance encounter. It might be a struggle, and it might cause me to wonder and worry and and pray a little more, but it is not a chance encounter. It is in the will of God for my life. And I will not backslide over it. And I will not turn around over it. I'm going to find what God is working out for my good. I'm going to find what God is working out for my good. Commit your way unto the Lord so that your path will follow closely to the footsteps of Jesus Christ. You say, well, what if I'm 40 years in and haven't done that? And I've lived 40 years according to chance. And then so much wrong has happened and so much, so much bad has happened. And, I've, and chance has wreaked havoc on my life. It's never too late to give it over to God. And let me tell you how good God is. You can start right now. I don't care if you're 25, 45, 85, 95, or 15. You can take your life as it is right now and say, God, I'm going to give you everything. And when you give God everything, he goes back over every chance encounter you ever experienced in life and begins to one by one design it for his glory, design it for his purpose. I'm going to move this around. I'm going to give you better perspective about that. I'm going to give you better understanding about this. I'm going to use all of it. See, as long as you're walking according to chance, none of it makes sense. I don't know why that had to happen to me. I don't know why this had to develop or why this happened to my parents or or why. It's just... It's like I can't catch a break. You need to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. You need to get in line with the word of God. And and, and stop walking by chance. And get on the journey. Hallelujah. Get on the journey that God has for your life. And let God take that healing oil and sanctify every bad decision you've ever made. Sanctify every, every evil thing that was perpetrated against you. Sanctify every conflicting emotion you have. Sanctify every broken dream. Sanctify every lie that the devil ever told you. Let him go back all of that living by chance. Hatayamoshaya. And he will use every bit of it for his glory in your life. Let me explain, let me explain what I mean to you. Let me explain what I mean to you. This, this, this matter of, 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 of even, the, even the stuff you've already done, God can go back, go back and turn all of it to your good. Right now it's not to your good as long as it's not sanctified by God. Right now it's just it's wreaking havoc in your world. And it's damaging your future. But if you'll give it to God, 
He'll use all of it for his glory. Every bit of it. The, the, the worst of it he'll use for his glory. My God. So, so let me give you an example. Brother Nick Mahaney gets up in our pulpit and preaches. When he's preaching, he's telling us of how he used to sell methamphetamine, develop methamphetamine. He describes this horrific lifestyle. And, and describes how that, how that he was targeting young people and, and trying to get, he didn't care who it was. And he would have, he would have single mothers with, with babies and, and they were giving him his last, her, their last uh, bit of money. And he would take it gladly. And, and knowing, knowing the, the problem that it left them in, that's the kind of world that he was coming out of. If he would have stopped right there and said, great to be with you guys. And walked off the platform. That would have been a little bit of a letdown. None of that is good. All of that is bad. But that's not where the story ended. Because he took his life and gave it to the Lord and said, I don't know what to do with this. And I don't know if you know what to do with this. I'm looking at 40 years to life in prison. And I don't know what the end is going to be. But, but here it is. Here's the junk. Here's the garbage. Here's the trash. Here's the pain. Here's the shame. Here's the sin. Here's the low down good for nothing junk I've done to so many people. And God said I'll take every last bit of it. And I'll wash it in my blood. And I'll cleanse it with my spirit. When he starts telling that side of the story, all of a sudden, we see the glory of the Lord. We see the power of the living God. And God used what was evil for the good. That's what we see in the life of Joseph. And we've been preaching a lot about Joseph lately. I can't stop thinking about Joseph. Joseph is amazing to me. Joseph, at the end of the book of Genesis, Joseph is helping his brothers who betrayed him. He's helping them forgive themselves. He's the victim. Isn't this turned around? Is it, shouldn't they be like helping him? Uh, well, Joseph, you know, if you look at it this way, I mean, you, we did find you kind of annoying. So, I mean, no, no. No, it was Joseph who was helping them forgive themselves for what they did to him. What kind of healing am I looking at there? I'm looking at a man who was so broken and so beaten and so battered, but he's been so thoroughly and so diligently healed that he's helping, he's helping the people who wounded him heal themselves. And he says to them, what you meant for evil, God turned it around for the good. See, see, when you're on a journey, when you turn your life story to God, and he takes your life from a, a, a series of chance events and happenstantial encounters and turns them into a journey of purpose, hallelujah, something changes in your life. And no longer are you just a certain priest walking by the millions of people who are half dead. No longer are you somebody who knows the protocol of your particular religious construct but walking by those who are half dead but you're on a journey you have purpose you have a desire you're looking for somebody to heal see see the certain priest and the Levite walked by because they had engagements they had places to go and certain parts of their religious code prevented them from helping this particular individual, unclean as he was, broken as he was, half dead as he was. But the Samaritan was different. He wasn't just walking by chance. He was not on a Sunday stroll. He was looking for somebody to heal. He was traveling the canyons, looking over crevices, looking around rocks. Trying to find somebody to heal. You know how I know that was the case? Because the Bible said he had wine and oil with him. 
You know what we're doing right now on Sunday morning at Tree of Life Church? We're bringing people into this house and we're filling up your wine and your oil. That's what we're, we're topping it off. You walked into a service station today and we're topping it off. Top of the morning to you. We're going to top it off. Hallelujah. You need some more Holy Ghost power. You need some more anointing oil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because there are some folks that are half dead out there. And they need, listen to me, they need somebody who's been delivered. They need somebody who's been healed. They need somebody who's on a journey to find somebody broken. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've been living life. You've been living life by chance too long. It's time to turn it over to Jesus and say, I need my life to be a journey of purpose. And God's going to take all that brokenness from your past, all that pain, all that shame, all that condemnation, all that loneliness, all that rejection, all that betrayal, all that addiction, all that sin, all that strife, all that envy. He's going to take all of it sanctify it and turn it into compassion for the lost and you who have been healed become the healer wine oil holy ghost anointing I'm looking for somebody I'm looking for somebody who's half dead I'm going to find them and I'm going to bind up their wounds. I'm going to put them on my own vehicle. Hallelujah. This is why people start doing extraordinary things. Going out of their way to help somebody in need. Hallelujah. Going out of their way to make sure somebody can get to the house of God. Going out of their way, glory to God, to make sure somebody isn't suffering from the effects of the enemy. Going out of their way. Put him on his own beast. Took him to an inn. And that's where we come in. Because there is room in this inn. Hallelujah. Now see, Christmas time's coming. And as soon as these ghosts and goblins and Frankenstein stop walking around, we're going to crank up those Christmas stations. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. There was no room in that end. But there is room in this end. And some people will say, some people will say that, that I would never like the innkeeper, the infamous innkeeper. I would never turn away baby Jesus. How many would turn away baby Jesus? See, nobody in here would turn away baby Jesus if you were the innkeeper. But, but when you've done it to the least of these. Ha! When you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto him. There may not have been room in that end, and there may not be room in other ends, but there is room in this end. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now hear what I'm telling you. That's why we're ready now to expand this building, to build a new building, because we've got to create more room in the end. Bring the broken, bring the bruised, bring the battered. We've got to love some folks back to life. We've got to love some folks back to life. We need to tell more people about the blood, about the name, about the word, about the spirit of our God. Brother Jamie Diley, is he a healer? Is he a deliverer? Is he a redeemer? Hallelujah. He's a redeemer. He'll tell you he's a redeemer. He'll tell you he's a deliverer. That's why when he walks out and several others walk out, they walk out with wine and oil because they want to find somebody who's half dead and nurse them back to life.
No. No, we don't look at a situation and say, no, that's too complicated. It's not too complicated for God. It's not too complicated for the Holy Ghost. It's not too complicated for the anointing of the Lord. It's not too complicated for the blood of Jesus. My Bible tells me that it will paint the blood over the doorposts of the house. The death angel will pass over. Hear what I'm telling you. You know, before the Bible called it a Passover, called it a pass-through. You read it, book of Exodus. It was a pass-through. But when they started painting the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of their home, the Bible says, when I see the blood, (laughs) the pass-through turns into a pass-over. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. My God turned what was a pass-through into a pass-over. And if you turn the life of chance you've been living to God, He'll turn it from a pass-through into a pass-over. Hallelujah. You'll get on a journey so rewarding. You'll get on a journey so fulfilling. Healing, healing, healing will fall from your words. Healing, healing will fall from your actions, your reactions, your transactions, and your interactions. Healing. We all begin to heal. Everywhere we go, heal. Jesus have mercy. Casting down imaginations all around us. Preconceived notions, casting them down in the name of Jesus. Simply, hallelujah. Do you know what wine and oil is? Do you know what wine and oil is? Wine and oil come from trees. They come from compressed fruit. It's when the fruit is crushed that we get wine. It's when the fruit is crushed that we get oil. You think because your love was crushed and your peace was crushed and your goodness was crushed and trampled on that that's the end of your story. It's not. That's when the wine is developed. That's where the oil comes from. That's where healing the nations comes from. You know why you care about the hurting? Because you've been hurt. You know why you care about the broken? Because you've been broken. You know why you care about the betrayed? Because you've been betrayed. And God heals you. And you become a healer. One of the most amazing stories in the Bible is is of this man Peter. Who I love his preaching. He's the one who preached, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter, the great preacher of the New Testament church. One of my great, one of my favorite accounts of his life is is found in Acts chapter 5. It's this small little moment where the Bible says that they brought all manner of sick, broken, beaten down, battered. Possessed, unclean, and they brought them to Peter. If by any possibility his shadow would fall on them, and every one of them was healed. Now, there was a time when Peter needed healing, there was a time when Peter was a broken man. There was a time when Peter was brash. He was out of control, cutting people's ears off. Who does that? Peter, yeah. There was a time when Peter, Peter, listen, he denied the Lord. Folks, that denial was intense. It was very deliberate and willful. They said, are you a follower of Jesus? And, and some of the denial was like this. No, you got me wrong. You're thinking of somebody else. But the other part of that denial was this. I was, but now I'm not. He was deliberately, willfully turning his back on Jesus. He wasn't just hiding away, camouflaging himself, hoping Jesus wouldn't find out, but i got to survive this day. No, no, no. He had decided, I didn't sign up for this. 
So no, I do not follow that man. So the brokenness came when he looked, met the eyes of Jesus. When the rooster crowed, just as Jesus said it would happen, and Peter realized, I, I have denied my, my Lord and my Savior. And he ran and he wept bitterly in the halls and he was so broken and he felt like he felt like there was no more hope for him and as soon as Jesus came out of the grave the first thing he asked was where's Peter where's Peter I want to talk to Peter you know why? Because I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him what it means to forgive. I'm going to show him what it means to heal. I'm going to show him what it means to take somebody who did me wrong. And I'm going to heal them. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to, I'm going to tell them, forget about it. Just put it under the blood of Jesus. And let's go forward in Jesus' name. And then I'm going to make him into that same kind of healer. It was Peter who saw the lame man at the gate called beautiful. And when the lame man looked upon him expecting to receive something from him, Peter said, silver and gold have I none but such as I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Yeah, it was Peter whose shadow fell upon the sick and they were healed. Now you got to understand. That was at the, whenever the shadow falls upon an individual. It, 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 when, a sun, when the sunlight falls upon an individual. It's not guaranteed there's going to be a shadow. It depends on the position of the sun. And the later in the day that it goes, the farther the shadow is cast. And I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, we're as late in the day as it can possibly get. And it's just getting later. And the sun is on us. If we'll stay in the sun, our shadow will go all over. Come on up into the shade, hallelujah, of the tree of life. Come on up into the shade, hallelujah, of those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Of those who have been healed, hallelujah. Anybody know what it means to be healed by the power of Jesus Christ? Come on, somebody lift up your hands unto the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. I need somebody who's on a journey right now. I need you on, I need those who are on a journey. Hallelujah. I need those who are on a journey. You realize, Lord, I don't know, I don't know everything that's going to happen, but I know if I'll trust in you and if I walk in you, that all things will work together. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift up your praise unto God right now. Lift up your praise unto God right now. In the name of Jesus. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 How many need healing in this house? Lift up your hands if you need healing in this house. If you need healing in this house, lift up your hands. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Spiritual healing, physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing. Financial healing, marital healing. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift up your hands unto the Lord right now. Say, God, I need a healing touch right now. I need a healing touch right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead, go ahead. Because God is going to heal you in the name of Jesus. God is going to touch your life in the name of Jesus. God is going to mend the brokenness in the name of Jesus. Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. He's going to mend the brokenness. Hallelujah. God is going to work in your situation. If you turn it over to God right now, I said if you turn it over to God right now, he's going to work in your situation. And not only will he heal you, but he'll turn you into a healer of others. I said, he's going to turn you into a healer of others. You see, I don't even know how to talk to people. Don't worry about that. Just let him do the work right now. But I'm so shy and I'm so scared. You don't have to worry about that either. Just let him do the work right now. Come on, I want everybody who believes what I'm preaching, I want you just to stand to your feet and lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, if you use me to be a healer, Lord, if, if I had to go through what I've gone through, to bring healing to somebody's life. What if you went through what you experienced so that you could bring healing to somebody else's life? Would you still think that it was pointless? 
would you still think it was worthless? What if that, what if that brokenness, that feeling of rejection, what if that has turned into a very necessary part of your journey in healing the nations, healing people around you? How many broken people do you know? How many wounded people do you know? What if God, what if God just has this amazing plan to use your knowledge of His healing to touch their life? Would you submit to the journey? Would you submit to the journey? Come on, good Samaritan, go and do that likewise. Go and do that likewise. There's somebody in your world half dead and you know it. They're half dead and you know it. Stop resisting what you're going through. Stop resisting your struggle and your suffering. Stop resisting it. It's filling up the wine and the oil for somebody else to be healed. Hallelujah. I'm opening these altars right now. I want somebody to come in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's spend a little time in His presence right now. I want somebody to come right now and say, God, I'm ready for the journey to begin. I'm ready. I'm ready for the journey to begin. Come on, somebody. That's it. In the name of Jesus. I'm ready for the journey to begin. Can somebody, listen, I want to say something. We talk a lot about bringing our praise to God. I don't want you just to bring your praise to God. I want you to bring Him your pain. I want you to bring Him your turmoil. I want you to bring Him past mistakes and failures. Hallelujah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Bring Him commitment. Bring Him a struggle to commit. Bring Him your faith. Bring Him your lack of faith. I need some folks that are struggling right now. I need you to come forward right now in the name of Jesus. Because this is what the enemy doesn't want you to get, is the healing touch of God in your life. This is what the enemy doesn't want you to get. I need some folks that know what it's like to be healed of long-term pain. I need some folks that need healing of long-term pain. I want you to come in the name of Jesus. God come upon you right now. Let the anointing of God come upon you right now. In the name of Jesus. Let the anointing of the Lord come upon you right now. Hallelujah. Healing. 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 He's not just going to heal you. He's going to make you into a healer. He's going to turn you into a healer. to 